It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganello, all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hello everyone and welcome to RHAP's coverage of Australian Survivor Blood vs. Water. I'm your host Shannon Gass here for some more postseason coverage, another deep dive into a very unique experience. How many people can say that they are the princess of Survivor, the daughter of the queen, and then came on themselves to play Survivor and play it so well, be such a fan favorite, even though an injury took her out and it was Really, like possibly the worst thing that could happen to the season. And I know that, you know, for some people, the season never really recovered, which is probably a fair point. Um, she showed so much in those several episodes that she was there. So I wanted to talk to the great Nina Twine. Nina, thank you for being here. No problem. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat to you about your game, about every part of it, and even like going back a little bit to just like being the princess of Survivor since a very young age. So yeah, I'm just really excited to chat to you about it all. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, I know you were just in Australia. You did like a long Australian tour and you only just got back. So how how was that being around the cast again? And it feels like you saw more of Australia than I have in like 20 years of living here. <laughs> no, oh my gosh. I loved it because for me, as most people know, the way I left was pretty much cut and dry. And there was no uh, connection after that, especially not in person and the time zone. So for me to go back and actually talk to everybody and see what they're like in real life felt really important to me because I had this one perception of how everything went and I never got closure. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really, really nice to not only see everyone, but actually be in their homes, have dinner with them. You know, they go to work kind of day in the life of whoever I'm with at the time. So it was really, really nice. And everybody was so pleasant. Like, I know I just got like a snapshot of everybody. But honestly, even in the game, they really are like that. Um, And I know the viewers have one perception of how everybody is. But I mean, I can't tell you how accommodating everybody has been to me, how welcoming, how nice. I mean, it, it. I wouldn't change anything about that experience. Mm-hmm. Were there any like highlights? Because you did Melbourne, Sydney, Queensland, right? So like, any did anything stand out? I feel like I needed the tour from you. Like, what what should I be doing in Australia? You know more than me now. Well, like each place had its own thing. So in Sydney, I was with Michelle, and I mean the food, not only that she made, but that she recommended. I couldn't even tell you half of the names or even what I ate, but everything was mm-hmm. so good. And she lives in this beautiful area, so it was really nice to just go outside and just walk. Like, I can't tell you how many miles or kilometers I walked. It was it was beautiful. And just to get that fresh air. And then in Melbourne, which is where the majority of the cast is, 
um, everybody kind of gave me a little highlight, you know, with Khan, we had a lot of like really cool, unique experiences that you wouldn't get as an average person with Jesse. He took me to this beautiful beach. We had a long chat. So we got along really, really well. And I never even met him. Um, and then with Sam, we went to Dollywood. That was beautiful. KJ, we went to an AFL game. Like each person had something that they brought to me that I found really special. I got to surf with Shay. Chrissy brought me into her home with her beautiful children. Um, who else? Josh, me and him just had a conversation, but because I was the closest with him in the game, it felt like best friends coming back together. So it was really, really nice. Oh my God. You did the full blood versus water tour where everyone was like, here's the best version of me and everything like positive, <laughs> like literally like the trademark of each person surfing with Shay and the beach with Jesse and all these things. And it was like, what a great way to see Australia. So I'm really glad for you that you got that experience and that I got to see you for one of those days and the food was amazing. So yeah, I can imagine, you know, if that, that was just basically an example of what your trip was, then it must've been a pretty good few weeks. Yeah. And that was like, they set the bar so high meeting you guys, Cara, George, going out with Michelle, having that beautiful dinner with Brad, Cara's husband as well like that. I was like, oh, my gosh, if this is how my trip is going to go, I better strap in. And I needed to because it was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, that was a fancy day. I can't imagine doing that for over a month. So I'm glad you had such a good time. I wanted to dig into everything pre-show before we even get to the show and talk to you about like what your relationship with Survivor was like, because your mom wins Survivor when you're very, very young um, and you're not that much older when she's won it twice and she's the queen and all of that. And she is so iconic in the Survivor franchise. So what was your relationship to the show? Did you love it? Did you want to be away from it a little bit? Like growing up, how did you perceive the franchise to be? I think it's a mixed bag. Like most people who have parents who are passionate or excel in one specific field or thing um my dad loves cars so as a young person i'm like oh my god cars cool as a teenager <laughs> i'm like oh my god can you just change my tire i don't need to know this and as mm -hmm. an adult i'm like holy crap i should have listened so you know it's like really really mixed i didn't really understand what was going on i just remember being in our garage in washington state and saying oh mom is on tv this is cool then in middle school you kind of get a little bit more aware of it people you know talk about it it's something that's on tv so it's like really fascinating and then as I got older, she kind of started incorporating surviving Christmas, surviving Thanksgiving. So it was always mm -hmm. that thing that brought our family together. And then it's like, oh, my friend's having a kid. Oh, Nina, we got to do surviving baby shower. And I'm like, mom, we get it. Survivor. OK, mm -hmm. like so it, it's a mixed bag. But having the chance to go on it like that, I always knew I would take advantage of it. And I can't thank her enough for prepping me in those ways, because for us, it was just something that brought the family together. I didn't like, you know, we're playing the games. You take it serious. You get competitive. But I didn't think it would be as useful as it was. Um, so it, it was definitely a mixed bag, but always a positive thing, which is really good. You know, sometimes you're like, OK, mom, you know, we get it. She wants to give you a full recap of episodes. And I'm like, look, mm -hmm. I'm trying to some homework right now mm -hmm. um but it definitely paid off i would say was sandra going around the house doing like the trademark sandra catchphrases like queen stays queen adios or is that like very much tv sandra and she's not like that in the home she is like that but when she does that <laughs> it's more like being funny like we did mm -hmm. hulu and she changed her name to the queen she has her little um her little picture as her phone screen like it's more of like it is her, but she's kind of being funny about it. Um, mm -hmm. But people like 
even some of the castmates are like, oh my God, means like your mom, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, she's really like that. You know, she's telling me when you see everybody, tell them I love watching their loved ones go home. And then they're kind of like, dang, Sandra. And I was like, look, when I go home, she says, ha ha, that's why you got injured because you voted me out. You know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's not you guys. She does it to everybody and it's nothing personal. She thinks it's funny and it's just who she is. Um, so yeah, she, she is, you know, maybe not as theatrical cause it is a little bit of TV, but she is really like that at home and anybody can vouch for me, family, friends, people who just randomly meet her. Yeah. I mean, when we caught up, we were talking about how, like, obviously I was like, you know, only like, I was a few years older than you, but I was so invested as a teenager in Sandra's journey as a Survivor super fan, but she's your mom. And we were talking about it. Like my dad's a tennis coach, but I didn't love tennis for after a while. I was like, enough tennis dad like we live next to tennis course and like the the balls bouncing and haunts my dreams so like you know I feel like you probably had a bit of that and we were saying that you, you I was like you know when I was a teenager I didn't care what my mom was doing I cared very much what your mom was doing but for you like you're still a teenager growing up and she's your mom so while that's amazing to all of us as super fans like there's still that part of it where you're like survivor is a lot right now you know yeah absolutely and you know there's times like we're going out to get groceries and people are are stopping her. We're trying to pump gas and people are stopping her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can we just go? But mm-hmm. you know, at the time, like you said yourself, we don't really realize it. Um, and it's just something that's always in your face. So you kind of become numb to it. But having the experience now, I get why she enjoys it so much. I get why it's such a big part of her life and ours. Hmm. Yeah. So when you wanted to go on the show and we'll talk about your journey through that and with the U.S. show as well. But when you wanted to actually be on the show, what is that conversation like with her and how is that kind of forming in your mind that it's going to go from the scene that's always been present in your life to you actually going to want to go out and play it? It was just like, oh, man, that'd be so cool. Like, I can actually understand what you're talking about, because so many people, we all hear stories from other people, and you're just not there. You don't know what happened. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, I can actually connect with her on a different level. She's my mom. I hope I can do as good. But then it's also that anxiety of, oh, she's my mom. Like, people are going to start comparing me to her and do this and do that. Okay, well, let's start, you know, from point one get on the show. Like, don't, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get too anxious. You're not even there yet. Um, she was pumped, obviously the second I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to do it. She knew I would though. She really knew I would because we're very similar. Um, and I have that competitiveness in me. So she knew I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. So what was that process? Because first you wanted to do the U S I mean, obviously you are a U S citizen who would even think that there could be another opportunity other than the U S. So what was the process that you've gone through in auditioning for the show and wanting to be on it from the U S to going through and getting that Australian opportunity? So the U S presented itself to me when I was in college, maybe 20, it was David versus Goliath. What is that? Like Mm -hmm. 2017, 2016. Um, Yeah, it was 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I went all the way to L.A., did the full process. Um, at the time, it was like I was anxious. You know, obviously, you're like, oh, my gosh, please pick me, please pick me. Just because I'm Sandra's daughter doesn't mean they're going to pick me. But, you know, just be yourself. Um, and if anything, I'm kind of glad it didn't work out. I don't think it was a fit at the time because it was almost in my view. It felt like they wanted me to be mini me or you know Sandra's mini me um which is fine because I am like my mom but I'm also 
my own person and I'm different. Um, you know, where she makes certain decisions, I would go the opposite way because she's a little more blunt. She's a little more out there where I don't find the need to always do that. Um, so while I was bummed, they didn't pick me. I kind of thought about it and I was like, honestly, would I've got out there being me? And then if I'm not being me, would I've even done well? Because I can't, I'm not a good faker. You know, I, I can't last trying to be somebody else that I'm not. Um, And then the Australian version um, presented itself to my mom. And, you know, from our discussion, she really wasn't into it. She was like, oh, my gosh, like they're a lot more brutal and this and that. And then it's like, hey, you know, hypothetically, you might be able to bring somebody. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Which, you know, it's my mom. She catches on to stuff that other people won't. And so she's like, Nina, would you do this? And she also asked her sister. We got to talk to some producers. Um, They really enjoyed me and I actually really enjoyed them because they were getting to know me. It wasn't, oh, Sandra being your mom, how do you feel about this? Oh, Sandra, Sandra, Sandra." no, it was, hey, Nina, how are you? What's your life like? What do you do for work? That's really interesting. What do you love? Um, So I felt like they really got to connect with me. So when they called back and said that, you know, we got um, picked, I was actually really happy because I felt like it wasn't Sandra's daughter. It was mm-hmm. here's Nina who happens to be Sandra's daughter. Mm. I mean, blood versus water obviously is the perfect theme to kind of like introduce the continuation of that dynasty. So that's great. I mean, David versus Goliath as a theme for you would have been confusing because I feel like you're not like a trademark Goliath, like very much the twines are like hustlers getting it done, like maybe more David, but then being Sandra's daughter, there's that Goliath element and like it wouldn't have really fit. Blood versus water, perfect theme. And I think like for everything that people can complain about what Australian Survivor did production wise, like they were perfect, I feel with you and Sandra, like we got both of your stories really clearly and there was like so much good content around that the way that it was marketed as like queen and princess. It wasn't like Sandra, Sandra and her daughter. Um, it yeah. allowed you to kind of have that connection, but then be your own person. Like you're the princess and you could emerge from that. So even when Sandra went, there was a disappointment for fans where we felt like, okay, well now like this is Nina's story, which would have worked out really, really perfectly if there wasn't the injury, which they can't control. So I really feel like everything they did around production for both of you and the helicopter, I thought was really cool and the marketing and even the way it was done in the trailer was just all really epic and they were pretty much on point I thought with the way that a they cast you and b that it was then like sold to us pre and then during the season yeah I agree I will say you know they can't show everything this is 24 hours for 47 days and they only have what 24 episodes you can't show everything but I will say my experience was actually portrayed on tv pretty well if not very accurate where I know some people have a little bit of disconnect or the stories weren't told, you know, exactly how they Hmm. experienced it. Mine was actually told pretty well. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that was one of the biggest disappointments. I mean, there were a lot when you, when you went out, but it felt like, oh, wow, this is a story we we know we're invested in. And and I've said to you before, I feel like they can't Frankenbite you the same because you're like so expressive when you talk, or maybe you were just giving them the confessionals they wanted. Cause I felt like for you, the Frankenbites were less. Like I felt like you, we, they would follow your train of thought more, which was so refreshing. And then when you were gone, it was just like, ah, oh, let's just Frankenbite everyone. Kinda, so, yeah. Yeah. They kind of had no choice because I actually use my confessionals as way to like speak out loud without being judged or watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had no choice. And like you said, I am very expressive. So if there is something cut in Frankenbites, you can hear it mm-hmm. um, because I do actually start there was a few times they're like okay can you say that shorter and I'm like how can I say that shorter it's not going to explain what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. it was kind of like I didn't 
it wasn't on purpose, but I'm just like, no, you guys have to understand what I'm thinking. And I don't want to, I can't go back to camp and talk out loud. So I wanted to use this time to actually speak my mind and talk through what I want to do and see if it actually sounds right. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like we really got that on the show because you were considering all the options that we saw and you'd be able to talk through all of them. And it felt so natural in a way that often other confessionals didn't. Uh, so we were lucky to have that. There was a lot lost that I'm going to have to not spend this whole podcast in mourning. But yeah, there was a yeah. lot lost when you <laughs> left. But what are your thoughts through that? OK, so it's looking like you're going to have the opportunity to go with your mom, yeah. play Australian Survivor, which is so much longer, which is so brutal. You're going to be in a different country. You're going to be like these American representatives, which has been tricky for the one American small sample size that we've had so far with Russell. Mm. What are your thoughts just through that whole process and, and getting that opportunity? So the second they said yes, I'm like, okay, I already was going to the gym, but I was like, you know, just stay consistent because at the end of the day, what am I really going to do in a few months? Like, it's not, I think that was June and we left at the end of August. Like, I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not going to make a huge difference between then and now. Let me just maybe get my running up to increase endurance. And then at my job, I was like, thank God I have a reason to leave because I cannot stand this place. Um, And then it just got into, oh my gosh, how can I even watch the show? Because we don't have access over here. And then they took it off of Paramount Plus. So it was really difficult. And thankfully we got access through somebody else. Um, So we can actually, you know, learn the differences. Um, So for me, it was continue to exercise learn the Australian version and what's different and just kind of stay calm because I am the type of person who can get worked up very easily. I mean, I even think about going on a roller coaster and my heart rate will go up and I'm nowhere near a roller coaster. So it's one of those, I have to just keep myself in check. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. I did that really, really well. And then of course my mom gets like full game mode and I basically had to stop her because a lot of people will come up to me, ask me, message me, whatever, and just be like, oh my God, your mom, you know, coached you or trained you or this or that. In a way, yes, she did. But when it came to actually being on the show, she tried to be like, okay, Nina, Shannon, season two, she talked to Nina and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, hold on. I'm not Shannon. Who knows if there's going to be a Nina out there? This is a whole different season. This is a whole different country. I cannot use these examples because I'm not those people and I'm not going to be in that situation. This is a whole different game. And the expression I like to use, which I think I told you as well, is you can tell me how to drive a car a thousand times. But until I get behind the wheel, until I feel the acceleration, the brake, whatever, I don't know what's going to happen. So I don't like to be told how to drive. Just tell me how to put the mirror, tell me where the seatbelt is, tell me mm-hmm. how to turn the windshield wipers on, give me those basic bits of information, camp life, and, you know, behind the scenes things that people may not know or think about. So I can actually be sane and think clearly because we're two different people. We have two different minds. You can recite gameplay from a thousand players. I can't, you know, you met these people, you've been there, you've watched it, you understand certain things that I don't and I get that and I do want to know a little bit about it but at the same time I can't be overwhelmed I'm the type who can study every day for about an hour and that's about it I can't do an all-nighter I can't do 10 days of full-on study it's not going to stick um and you know so they called us whatever we had out there we're in quarantine for two weeks which was a lot I would wake up to my mom staring at me and no I'm not joking 
and she'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, we're gonna watch the next episode. Oh, this, ep- and we we're watching um, Brain versus Braun as well. That was on while we were in quarantine. So she would have mm-hmm. to do like a full debrief after, which was fine because that one, you know, we're live, we can watch it. Um, and then got out of quarantine, had a few delays. So we actually got stuck up in Airly Beach, which was really, really nice. Um, just to be outside, get some air and try to calm down as we wait for them to tell us, you know, everything's a go. And then, yeah, they gave us a call. Yeah. We drove elsewhere and they took our phones and then we just had to wait. Yeah, I mean, I think they should make a TV show of you and Sandra quarantining. Like, you're just trying to, like, get in the zone, like, work it out. And Sandra's literally just like, all right, what are we doing? What stats are we doing? And, like, that kind of, like, odd couple thing I think would be really, really funny. Um, But, yeah, as you were saying, and and as, like, Mark indicated on the deep dive, uh, there was a lot of delays because of COVID. But you guys had already come to Australia and done your quarantine. So you were just kind of in Australia, right, for, like, several weeks before the show was on. Several weeks. I think almost five. Because if I'm not mistaken, we got there on the 28th of August and it didn't start until early October. Um, so it, it was nice in the sense that we got like a mini, oh, I wouldn't call it vacation because we still had like a chaperone. We couldn't do certain things and whatever. Um, but just to have that relaxation, because we went from being locked in a hotel room that we couldn't even open the window to being outside at Airly Beach, you know, so that was nice. But it just mm-hmm. made me more and more anxious because, you know, if I'm like, hey, there's a test this Friday and then sorry, actually next Friday. Oh, no, sorry, actually next Friday. Like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm trying mm-hmm. to mentally prepare, but I feel like it's it's never ending. And I just want it to start. So this anxiety of waiting goes away. Uh, I know that there's going to be new anxieties, new pressures, but I want this one to go away. So it was a bit frustrating, but, you know, understandable. It's out of anyone's hands, pretty much. If we had stayed in Brisbane, we would have been on lockdown, possibly, and they would have been waiting on us. Mm -hmm. So how much had Australian Survivor been on your or Sandra's radar before you got the opportunity? Like, had you known much about it and how hard it was like I know there was like excessive prep especially from Sandra and she's like you know all on it and so are you but had you been very aware of it before you were getting that opportunity me no my mom yes because she's actually met people from the mm-hmm. Australian survivor I can't tell you specifically who but I think Luke is one of them um just because I remember his name um so she was aware of it um now was she interested in going on I don't think so because like we said it was very brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, her especially but me I wasn't that aware of it but once they presented it of course I'm like oh well let me look into it and I'm like oh my gosh this is tough but then I'm like ah who cares like here's an opportunity to do something that is really important to you and your family in another country with people from that country like how you can't pass upon an opportunity like that Mm-hmm. Did you and Sandra have like specific like blood versus water strategies about like, you know, voting each other out or even like we know that people have had like codes across the map? Like what did you discuss about how you would play together and interact with each other, even on other tribes when you started the show? So. She kind of tried to do a little bit more prep than me, but I was like, look, you've experienced this before. You're going to be on it. I'm not. So if you're like, hey tuck your hair behind your ear if you're in trouble I'm like look I'm gonna do that if I'm nervous like Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna be paying attention you're gonna be like look at me look at me so her idea was a little bit more prepping in communication and things like that where mine was I honestly want to stay as far away from you as possible 
Um, people are going to make the connection between us no matter what. So I really don't want to add on to it. So while other people are chatting across the mat, I'll give you one look, give you a head nod that I'm good. And that's it. I don't want anything mm-hmm. else because you're going to try and communicate with me, which she tried to do multiple times. And I'm just like, I can't because we come out there with the biggest targets on our back. I'm not going to add on to it. I would rather have other people cross chat and other people see that and get nervous about it rather than it being me. You didn't have to worry about me talking across the mat except one day. And that was after the Sophie swap. Mm -hmm. But everybody was talking. It wasn't even just me and her. Everybody was. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she tried to do a little bit of that. But I was like, look, I honestly I can't do it. Um, I'm going to forget about it. I'm going to do something. You're going to get mixed mixed signals and it's just going to be a hot mess. Mm-hmm. No, it's really interesting because having done the deep dives with Mark and Sam, I've seen a little bit of that dichotomy that they had in what you and Sandra had. And like, it's kind of broadly down to that, like blood water kind of example that we gave before the season. But I feel like Sam and Sandra, you know, like to control everything. And, and I, I respect that as well. Like, you know, be very, very prepared, kind of put everything in motion. That's how I, you know, that's how I do things when I'm nervous or anxious. I'll be like, okay, well, I'm just going to like over prep right now. And that'll like take you know, all of my energy and my thought process and that kind of distracts me to a degree. And then at least I feel I'm kind of funneling that. Whereas I feel you and Mark, maybe like the calmer waters are like, we are going to do what we can control. I want like definitely yep. these things in motion, but like to kind of have my key pillars without overloading my senses. It's kind of like a Hamilton bird dichotomy between like wanting yep. to control everything and being like, I am the one thing in life I can control. So it's really interesting as well that you and Mark were together and were on the water drive to begin with that. I really kind of feel I see that dichotomy between both of those pairs. Yeah. And I think that's why we got along so well, because we were both like, well, can't do anything about that. Or, Hey, mm-hmm. how can we do something about this? Because it's, I don't like getting worked up about things I can't control. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you can, do a lot. You know, we want to persuade people. We want to talk to people. We want to change their minds, but there's a lot of things you can't control. So why am I going to overwhelm myself? Because for me, and I'm sure, you know, like you're saying, Mark is probably similar. If I'm distracted by something I can't even control, I'm missing out on a thousand things that I can. So I don't want to focus on that. I'm not going to worry about cross chatting with you. Just worry about seeing me come over that ledge or rock or whatever. When Jonathan says, come on in, You know, when you see me, then, you know, I'm good. When you don't see me, then, you know, it's not good, you know? So it's, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of prep, but in different ways. Mm, Yeah. It's really interesting. And I, yeah, Sam said as well, like she had all these codes with Mark that he would forget and think so maybe, you know, there was some kind of synergy there between the two pairs, but how did you feel rocking up on that first day? Because as we were talking about with other contestants, it was a very, very different preseason experience. You have this whole journey. You've come from America you've been there for several weeks you did quarantine and now you've been like out in life with Sandra but like not in your own home and space the Melbourne people as well as we said was a lot of the cast they had to quarantine for two weeks so they were away longer the Queensland people rocked up in their own state day one and just played the game so it's such a different experience before we even meet you all you all had such different journeys to get there and you've obviously come the furthest and you've been doing this for the longest so how did you feel at that point to even start the game when it was so far past really the side of the experience for you? I felt relieved. Um, I did not know I was coming in on a helicopter and I actually said, Oh, that's just for my mom. Right. And they're like, no, it's for both of you. And I'm like, no, it's fine. Like I can come in another way. And they're like, yeah, so go ahead and get on. We're taking off. Next. 
And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Um, get in the helicopter. Get in the chopper. Yeah. I do not want to get in there, I swear. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they have the most American thing. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Um, but, no, I felt relieved. Um, getting on that helicopter, I've never been on one. So that was kind of fun to distract mm-hmm. me because I felt like I was going to throw up. Like I'm one of those people when I get really, really nervous, I feel like I'm going to throw up or I need to go to the restroom. Like it's not good. So to actually <laughs> be on something and do something I've never done before was a nice distraction. You could see literally kangaroos just going across the outback. So I'm like, holy crap, I'm really here. We come around a ridge. Everyone is lined up except us. And I instantly like, please don't throw up, please don't throw up. Because my thought is everybody's going to come in kind of together. You know, that's how they normally do it. But no, we had to come in on our own. And I'm just like, oh my God, please don't let me fall down these rocks. The helicopter isn't even touching the ground. We have like the helicopter's hovering. We have to jump off, cover our faces, make sure we don't get hit by rocks and then go down. And so at the beginning, and I swear, I know some people might not believe me, but when we watched it and I said, mm, I don't know about that. Like my mom, I swear, mm-hmm. I couldn't even tell you that entire moment. Like I remember getting off the helicopter thinking, don't fall and looking at everybody and trying not to throw up. So when Jonathan asked me, I don't even know what he asked me till this day. And I said that I was just like, oh my God, he's talking to you. Uh, uh, mm, uh, I don't know about that. You know, like mm-hmm. it just came out because I couldn't even feel my face. And then nobody told me my shirt was rolled up. Thank you, production. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it, it was a relief to actually get down. And then, you know, like I said, a different kind of anxiety hits you. So it's like, oh, my God, thank God we're finally here. Our feet are on the mat. Holy crap. Who are these people? Oh, my God. Who am I going to be with? So it kind of takes your mind off of one thing and switches to another. Yeah. If you had gotten off the helicopter and thrown up, that actually would have been pretty hilarious. <laughs> so it would have been bad for you. Everywhere like, the, that thing was blowing. Yeah, that actually would have been pretty iconic. It's like, yeah, they come on this epic helicopter and you just come and vomit. Um, it wouldn't have really, maybe they would have probably edited that out, but it would have been a good, you know, behind the scenes tidbit for us. What was the culture shock about being the two American people where I feel like there's often a lot of like Aussie pride, there's a big mateship thing. It definitely, It was definitely a Russell thing when he was on, but there was a lot of like, yeah, there's American out of here, which you and Sandra neither of you had and you're both very different from Russell so it makes sense but like did you feel that there was that bit of culture shock between you and the Australians um I think it was I guess yes in the sense that I was already aware having watched it and I was talking to my mom about this I said you need to calm down because after watching Russell's season and watching I think I saw every season except one and two um before going out there I was like, um, Australians are not as, I want to say like blunt and overly aggressive or arrogant. Like they do not like that. So you need to calm down. Um, plus, you know, not a lot of people like Americans anyways. So let's Mm -hmm. not feed into that. Um, and I'm not that type of person either, which is why I say we're very similar, but different. She'll yell and argue about something that I find no need. Either you agree with me or you don't. Okay. Have a good day. Um, so I told her she needs to pipe down a little bit and just relax. So to actually get out there and meet a lot of people who actually had similar personalities to me was really, really nice. But 
there were a lot of things that I would say or do where I'm like, oop, don't say that or do that again. Go ahead and keep that to yourself. Like celebrating after a challenge win, you don't scream and shout and do all this. I just smack my hand on the water, say yes to myself and then be done with it. Because when you start getting too rowdy, then they're like, oh, look at this arrogant person. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, a lot of little things that you really don't expect come out and you're just like, okay, they don't like that. Or, ooh, they love this. Um, But I think it kind of played in my favor because I actually really love other cultures, getting to know people and talking about their lives. So where I really wanted to get to know them, they really wanted to get to know me. So it gave me the opportunity to really connect with a lot of people, which was really, really nice. Was there one thing that Sandra said to you before you were separated or like a parting kind of wisdom that you felt you took to your camp when you got separated? Um, Don't exclude anyone and stick to the majority. That's always her number one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's don't exclude anyone, stick to, with the majority, but, you know, don't do things that are benefiting others and not you. So when mm-hmm. I got there, I talked to every single person. I actually had a um, confessional day one and I recited every person's name and the production was like, I, I think that's everybody. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And they're like, how do you know that? And I'm like, I didn't like, I'm not going to be here playing with people that I'm just like, Oh, the one with the black hair, like what? No, you got to know these people's names. It, it matters. It's important. Um, and to care, like, I know that's not what everybody does, but I actually care. Like I want to have the full experience that, you know, my mom told me so many stories about. Um, and yeah, I didn't exclude anybody, got to know all of them, you know, tried to figure out who's connecting with who and just, you know, be mindful and be observant. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, what did you feel the tribe dynamics and the hierarchy were on water? Because we didn't see it really like in tears, really. We saw, um, that you, and Mark and there was like some central figures some people were kind of left out of the edit um so we saw some of those relationships and some of those votes but it felt like it was just kind of like outsiders being picked off by this big majority so who did you see as really running the tribe uh, in the beginning only you know I can only speak on my experience it actually didn't feel like any one person was running the tribe it felt more like there were people who were willing to have full-on discussions about things and others who weren't so me and Mark actually got together because I was dying to have strat chat and it was like nobody wanted to or they wouldn't actually say anything So I'm not going to give you a bunch of information and you're not giving me anything back where here comes Mark. He's like, look, Andy. And I'm like, oh, my God, yes, finally, somebody I feel like I can have a conversation with about strategy Um, because getting to know everybody is fine. But we're still in this game. You know, we still got to figure stuff out. We still got to make relationships, make alliances, even if you like or don't like somebody. So to finally have somebody come up, the most unlikely person, because, you know, me, I'm looking at Mark like, oh, my God. You know, I'm talkative, I'm bubbly, I'm this and that. He looks like a serious dude. And here he comes willing to play with me, like amazing. Um, So I don't think there was a hierarchy in the beginning. It was more who was full on playing and who was maybe a little bit more in the background or unsure. Um, And then as time went on, you could kind of see either people coming from the shadows or those with big personalities continuing 
to kind of be those bigger players. Um, you know, mm-hmm. as time went on, I can't tell you like who took over later, but I will say Josh definitely was up there. Mark, like he said, seriously was in the background because I wasn't even thinking about him, but still pulling strings. So for me and my point of view, Josh and Mark really, really were up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there anyone that you knew? Because Mark and Sam, you said you didn't see the first two seasons. They're from mm-hmm. season two. Andy's from season four. And then some of the other contestants had the benefit of being Australian, knowing Khan from like MasterChef. Uh, Chrissy said that she knew Sophie from like Instagram. So there are people that are like out in the world and that are well known. Were mm-hmm. you aware of anyone from before you played? Only Andy. Okay. And, and what was, was your impression of that? <laughs> yeah. Watching his season, I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I'd work with that guy. Um, and then seeing him, we landed on the mat and he instantly started hugging my mom and was kind of like, Oh, I've got you. I've got you. I've got you. And he hugged me as well. And then we go to camp and I had like maybe one conversation with him and that was it. And then I asked him because I, something you guys don't know is I actually saw Shay get her clue and I told Mark about it and um, that's something else Mark was like did you see something and I was like did you see something and we connected um, that was even before talking about Andy he was actually willing to talk to me about that and nobody else was and then I saw Andy and I was like hey you know if you saw something do you go with your gut or do you kind of blow it off he's like no go with your gut and that was it so I'm sitting here like okay you said you got me do you even know my name And then you only have one conversation with me and then, okay, you know, we're doing our immunity, whatever, whatever. Now we got to go to tribal. Oh man, who's on the chopping block. And then Mark presents Andy and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what? Yeah. Because he's not really connecting with me and I'm not really connecting with him. Cool. Let's go with that. So looking at the group more positively, you've spoken about how close you were with Josh and with Shay. Like what were those initial really positive connections like? Um, from a relationship standpoint and like those really early bonds. So the way we got together, I actually did not talk to Josh or Shay that much the first maybe two days. Um, One night I couldn't sleep and I woke up and saw Mark and Josh talking. And I was just like, you know, hey, guys, I don't mean to interrupt, but I can't sleep. Like, do you mind if I just sit here? And they're like, yeah, of course. So we're talking, well, they're talking and they're talking about like rugby, I think, or AFL. And so I make a joke basically like, oh yeah, that guy was killing it. And they knew I didn't know what they were talking about, but they laughed. And then as Mark was talking, without even having to ask, Josh was explaining what he was saying. So if Mark was like, oh man, that was a stitch up, Josh would be like, that means this. Or if he was like, oh man, heaps of stuff. He's like, oh, that means this. Like, unintentionally like he just did it and I was like okay this guy's kind of nice um and I told him too like looking at him he's very intimidating and I'm like oh man he's probably not gonna be somebody I play with uh we'll see what happens and then he's welcoming and nice and I was like okay he might be somebody I could play with and then the way that relationship developed was we just started having more and more casual chats and a few strat chats where I felt like he was taking me seriously Um, Where some people, you know, they just agree with you and that's it. Where it was more back and forth. Like we were, okay, so I'm thinking Andy. Okay, why are you thinking Andy? Well, I'm thinking this. What are you thinking? Like more honest chats. And then um, one night I was sitting next to him chatting with him and he's like, hey, you know, you can sleep here if you want to. And I was like, oh, if you don't mind. He was like, yeah, of course. And so that developed to me sleeping next to him and having a lot of late night chats, which helped us connect even further. 
Um, and then with Shay, didn't really talk to her. She was really, really tight with Brianna to the point where I don't think a lot of people had individual chats with them in the beginning um, or they had very few. I couldn't have even told you where Shay was from at the time. And then she started noticing Brianna being a really bigger threat. Um, and playing very loudly and she kind of wanted to get away from that and I was the the way we got connected was Brianna at the well which they show a small clip of us in a circle at the well with Khan and I think Jordy was the other person and Brianna basically outs that Shay has this clue to the idol on Jonathan's podium and her face was like oh my god why did you just say that so after that I told her um I wouldn't say anything when she found that idol later on in the tree I was like I want you to know that your secret is safe with me because it's not mine to tell and I knew that she would kind of cling on to that which then opened a dialogue for us to just get to know each other and we actually connected on tarot cards because we both got our cards read before going out there because my sister's really into it and her friend is really into it and they just offered it to us and we're like holy crap because she said she got a card with a girl who was brown skin with twists in her hair. And then I came out there and I was like, oh, my God, no way. You're lying to me. Like, you're just trying to play with me. She's like, no, 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 I'm serious. Um, so that kind of opened a dialogue between us. And we actually got along really well, like not even gameplay, just like talking and giggling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Who were the other strong relationships that you had? Like if you had to like round out more of like a top five or six or seven, like who did you really see as like the people that you really wanted to work with and were close with? So week one, Josh, Mark, Alex, Shay, Melissa, and then KJ, because Khan, Chrissy, Bree, Andy. And I'm missing one other person, Jordy. Mm. Um, they were all cool, but I didn't connect with them on a like, you know, you have like one really good conversation with somebody. You're like, yeah, we vibe. I didn't get that with them quite yet because um, Jordy was really, really goofy. And I noticed that. So I'm like, OK, he's like, you know, the class clown. Everybody loves him. Everybody wants to be around him. He brings good vibes. I like that. But I'm also going to be mindful of it. And then I hear, you know, Khan is a master chef. So I'm like, holy crap, who's this guy? Let me just watch him, see what he's about. Chrissy has chats with everybody, which was really, really good. She became like the mom of the camp. Um, but I just didn't connect with her those first few days. KJ had small chats with, we got along, but I didn't have like an in-depth conversation with her. Andy didn't really connect with him. And then Brianna tried to, but it just didn't work out. So was the Andy vote as much as you've said and as much as we saw where it really was like, again, identifying that target, just like you didn't connect, Mark being on the same wavelength and it just going from there. And is that really how you saw it and where you saw your role in it? Yes. I didn't know where I wanted to go, but I knew I was not going to work with him. Um, I kind of just wanted to go with my gut. And as I meet people, I'm thinking, yes, no, maybe, possibly. And when I met him and then I watched him, I was like, yeah, this is probably a no. And then Mark presented him to me and I said, oh, my gosh, I wasn't really feeling him either. This is great. And then it just went from there. So, yes, it is pretty accurate. 
How are you managing that threat level? Because you do come on a helicopter. You are Sandra's daughter. You you have this like external thing where you're coming from America. And now this move, like we, we saw you talk about how you didn't really want it to come from you and like you were hearing it from other people. But were you scared that like putting yourself out there and having successful votes that you want might come back to you and make you even more of a threat so early on? I was scared, but my person and everybody has different gameplay. Mine was if I'm going to go home next, if I'm going to go home now, I want to go home having played. I don't want to think to myself, oh, man, I didn't really do anything about that vote. Like, I want to be involved in every vote one way or another. Maybe this time I'm just a number. Maybe next time I actually orchestrated it. Maybe another time I'm just going to be one of the major people who get it going. But I need to be involved in some capacity. I can't just sit back and let things happen around me. That's not the type of player I wanted to be. Um, But, you know, it's just being slick about it. How can I make it to where nobody's going to, they're going to see it. People are always going to see things, but how can I try and make it not as much of a threat? How can Mm -hmm. I maneuver this to be, oh, Nina's doing everything. No, 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 I'm not doing everything. I want to play with you guys. Like I want to play with players. And I think that's where maybe I was able to kind of get by. Yeah. And lucky you did, because had you, you know, wanted to play later on and then got injured, that would have been really frustrating. So at least you got a lot out of the game while you were there. And we spoke in the exit interview about your role in the Brianna vote and how it made that much sense for you to kind of get Shay out of that situation so she could be like a really tight number and ally for you. Do you feel like there was like a lot you were doing on that or it was really being driven by other people or just kind of like the momentum of the tribe? Um, I mean, you know, my perspective, I think I had a lot to do with it. Um, and I also saw that nobody else was really connecting with Shay and I actually got along with her. And just like my mom said, you don't leave anybody out, you know? So I'm seeing her, I'm getting along with her. I want to work with her. I want to play with her. She's a really good person. She would motivate us in the morning to really get stretching, make sure we're hydrated, things like that. A very positive presence to be around um, from my perspective. So I knew that there would be, the vote against Brianna was beneficial to me. You know, how, how can each vote or each decision I make be beneficial. And in that case, it opened up my relationship with Shay and gave me that kind of crack to get in there and show her that I actually wanted to play with her and um, just show my loyalty to her because I really did want to play with her. Yeah, and as you said, she finds the idol. So that was pretty public. A few people were there. How did that kind of affect the dynamics of the tribe? So it didn't affect me as much as I thought it was going to be because um, Brie was on the hunt for the idol, recruited Shay. Shay happened to find it. Me, Khan, Jordy, and Brie all walk up to watch her find it. And that's when I told her, I want you to know I'm not going to tell anyone. I know that your secret was exposed previously, and I want you to know that I'm not the type of person to do that. And she said, okay. Um, She was still nervous, but the fact that I didn't expose it, I think you know, showed her, I'm not lying to you. I'm serious. And then Jordy exposes it on accident, supposedly, which I never felt like it was an accident, but I think it actually was. Um, but at the time, of course, I'm like, holy crap. So I in- instantly went to Mark and Josh and I told them, guys, I did not tell you 
One, because I didn't have that much time, but two, I didn't want Shay to get nervous and play it for Brianna, seeing me have conversations with other people. Because after she found it, I stayed with her and I didn't really talk to anybody else. Like I wanted her to know that I was not going to say anything. So it didn't affect me that much because I actually think Josh and Mark understood what I was saying. Um, and because we had those open discussions before, I I believe they believed me and thought it was the right decision. Was there ever any consideration to target Shay? Like she has the idol, the votes could possibly be split. Like she'd been such a pair with Brianna. Was, was she ever looked at like as someone who could have been the target over Brianna or Brianna had just made herself so vocal and apparent to people that it was always going to be her? If I'm remembering correctly, Shay was like slightly discussed, but not really. It was more just Brianna and Shay just happened to be there. Um, I was never going to vote for Shay. And I don't recall anyone saying I'm voting for Shay. Another thing that's going to happen to your tribe now is that Sophie's going to get voted to come over. You watched that tribal council so the first part is how did you feel that sandra was doing on the other tribe they've now been to a couple of tribal councils she hasn't been voted out were you getting a sense of like where she sat in all of that i was not getting a sense um but i i felt she was doing okay enough you know like she was just doing good enough because she's already her her name had been read out on votes but thankfully other people were doing enough that they were able to just be like, ah, next time, ah, next time, um, which was really good. So I was like, OK, she's being more low key because the louder she is, the more votes she's going to get or the higher risk it is for her to go home. So the fact that other people were doing things louder than her was phenomenal. Um, I think she really understood that she needed to be super, super low key. And I think she did it well. Yeah, so definitely Sophie was not Loki and she, you know, made herself a target and gets voted out. And you said, like, there was some match happening there. We see, like, Sandra do the throat slip motion to you. So how does Sophie coming in affect your tribe dynamic? And then what was the kind of plan as a group on how to, like, deal with the situation? Um, Her coming in was a little bit awkward because most of us saw our loved ones' faces and were like, this probably isn't good. Um, because you know, some people are like indifferent or whatever, but everybody kind of looked like, uh, uh-uh, no, 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 this isn't good. So we're kind of confused. Um, me personally, I was a little bit worried because she talked a lot about how close she was to Jordan to Josh, and I was getting really close to Josh, and I didn't want that to be affected. Um, but thankfully, he didn't let it affect it. Um, our relationship, which was really, really nice. And then she didn't really talk to me because she thought my mom orchestrated the whole thing. So I, I think I actually approached her first um, to have like a very small discussion. And then she, when we went, you know, after the reward to the tribe, uh, the red tribe, she knew that my mom hadn't done it. So then she talked to me more, which was really nice, but it, it was definitely awkward because she was very upset about what had happened. So she comes to our tribe, you know, talking about everybody's loved one in different ways and so everybody's like well this is awkward what do we do oh my gosh I don't know what to say um Mm -hmm. so yeah very very awkward initially but thankfully it didn't affect my relationships 
yeah, where did you sit in all of this? Because Alex is going to leave. And from what mm-hmm. we've heard from like Mark, for example, like he really wanted Sophie out. From what we saw, like, are they going to flush Khan's idol? Do they want Sophie out? Like, what is the reason they don't want to vote out Alex and really need this to go to a vote to get out their target? It seems like Sophie really was the target. But where did you sit with all of that? With Sophie being the threat, with Khan's idol, with every part of that? Like, what had you intended to happen next on the water trial if you had been allowed to vote again? A split between Sophie and Khan, but the majority on Sophie. Um, Her coming to our camp and then being the first couple together, you know, obviously red flag instantly. And then her understandable emotions at the time being very upset by everyone else um, was also kind of like, okay, she's headstrong. Um, She's not afraid to say what she means which is really, really good. But also we're kind of like, oh, you're talking about our loved ones. And then us seeing our loved ones like, no, you guys, she's got to go. And a lot of them, I'm looking at uh, uh, my mom, Ben, Jordan, Sam, people that I don't even know. And they're like, like looking at me, like she's got to go. Although they showed my mom, all of them were like, no, 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 mm-hmm. she's got to go. So I'm like, you guys don't even know me. Okay, this is not good. Um, so there was just a lot of things that played into it because we did not want our tribe dynamic changed at the time because it was, even though we were, you know, voting people out playing the game, it was kind of kumbaya and her being upset, obviously by getting voted out kind of was messing with it. And so it was, you know, we have Alex who his injury is kind of up and down, but he's been doing very well lately. Um, and we enjoy being around him. He's like a good part of the crew. We always make jokes because he sleeps a lot and does this and does that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't really want him to go home. Then you have Khan who has the idol, but he was very upfront about it. Or at least we thought, you know, for the most part, he was telling the truth. Um, he cooks. He is a very positive person also to be around. And then you have somebody who's new to camp, who's now paired up, who is upset because they got voted out and then you have to hear them talk about your loved one and you know things like that so it was kind of like oh man you know this is just awkward we don't know what to do everybody's telling her us to get rid of her okay you know what let's just stick with that and then split on cons so maybe we can flush his idol as well but not send him home yeah i mean i think to the editor's credit they know that if they have sandra giving a throat slit motion that's what you're gonna focus on like that to be to Seriously, I feel like we didn't focus on it enough in the finale recap. Like, that may have been, like, a top five moment of the season. Like, it was just so funny in the way that you guys were trying to get that information, you know, from the other side, and they were trying to get it across. I thought it was just, yeah, a very entertaining part of the season. Um, But you're going to get to the swap now through that, and Alex goes, and you don't get to vote again. Um, How are you feeling about your game at this point, having gone through that first phase and getting into the swap with the new dynamics? Like, how are you feeling about where you sat in it all? I felt really, really good. The second I opened that buff and I looked around me and I saw who had the red buff, I literally had, it was me, Josh, Shay, Jordy, Mel. And I was like, oh my God, yes. Because I actually had some kind of relationship with them that was more solid than not. Where, you know, if I had like, Khan or KJ or Chrissy, it was going to be a little bit more like, okay, let me buckle down with them. Let me make sure I check in with them. Where my guys, I was like, not nah, all good. Don't even have to check in with them. You can even see Josh was like, 
no, it, it made the edit where he was like, no, we're good. We got Neens here. We got Shay. We got like, we're good. Um, and then for him to be paired up with Jordan was even better to then have me with my mom because, you know, Ben is super strong. We saw what he's capable of. You don't really want him and Shay together. Um, although I love Shay, you know, like he's super, super strong. Mel and Michelle, super, super smart. I don't know if you really want them together. Jordy and Jesse, I mean, the level of physical capabilities there. Do you really want them together? Where I had a better relationship with Josh that I knew once he got with Jordan and once I got with mom, we could at least make a four Mm -hmm. and then have Shay with me as well. Um, So I was super, super happy going into that. Uh, I was actually happy that Mark chose us. Um, I think that was a smart move. Um, And I wanted him with us as well. I was kind of hoping he would pick us. Uh, But then I got a little bit worried about my mom. I told everybody the second we got to camp and they can tell you this as well. If my mom fits into the equation, great. Even if it's just one vote, two votes, whatever you guys want. If she doesn't, I understand. And, you know, you got to do whatever you got to do. I just do not want you guys. um, I work so hard to create my own game. Please don't let anything she does affect me too much. Um, Because she's my mom. I want her to stay just like Josh. I know you want Jordan to stay just like Mark. You know, Sam's on the other side. I know you want her to stay. Um, So if she can work with us, please, please let her work with us. But if she can't and you guys feel like it's just not going to work, please don't let her affect me and, you know, mess me up. And they were like, cool. Yeah. Had that been something that you and Sandra had ever discussed even preseason about how your games might converge in that way, the idea of like a sacrifice, the idea of like how far you might want to go together. Like had she given you some sort of well permission in that way, even though it's your own game or had it even been discussed as a strategy or you were just kind of feeling the dynamics in that moment? Um, yeah, it was discussed in the sense that like we basically agreed to push each other as far as possible, but that we would not compromise our own game. Um, that was mine. She agreed with me as well, but said, you know, if I have to do something, I will. And I was like, look, if I can do something, I will. But if I think it's going to actually ruin what I've created, I'm not going to do it. And she said, fair enough, because, you know, this is her sixth time. So it's, you know, a little bit different for her where this is my first time and I'm trying to be my own person. So, you know, I'm ride or die. I'm her daughter. Um, but she also respects the fact that I want to play my own game and I want to, I, I, we basically had the discussion of if I went home doing something for you, having one twice and then affecting my game, you know, sending me home, I would be devastated versus knowing, knowing I shouldn't do that. And, you know, just let you go home. And she was like, Nope, I completely agree. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You need to stay as long as possible. The, further, the further I make it, the happier she is. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, how much of the dynamics that you mentioned were discussed, like to go with maybe a couple thing with Shay and Josh and Jordan um, versus what we saw kind of come out of something like a water strong thing, which obviously you're involved in. Um, but then Sandra is not a part of that. And she's like the first target for that. So how much before the Sandra thing was coming together, were you exploring these other options of getting these different majorities through that post swap phase? Um, when I was still on blue, I actually, I think it was after the Brianna vote. I went to Mark, Josh, Shay, Alex, Jordy, 
and Mel, I believe. And I told them, um, you guys are who I want to play with. And I actually listed them to each other. And I said, I'm still filling out Khan. I'm still filling out Chrissy. I'm still filling out KJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that you guys have good relationships with them. But I want to be up front with you and tell you who I want to play with. And if you vibe with them, great. Maybe we can do something. If you don't, I understand. But I just want to tell you that you're one of the people that I want to play with. Um, and I think it was received well. I really don't know. You know, whatever made the edit, made the edit, whatever didn't, didn't. Um, but I just felt like there was a lot of beating around the bush and not being up front with people. And so I kind of was like getting annoyed. And I, I, I was just like, man, I want to play with you. Look, I want to play with you. If you don't want to play with me, great. So be it. But I just, I just want you to know that I feel like we can do something, even if it's just for one vote. Mm hmm. Yeah, and that's the whole flop tribe. <laughs> that's a good, you know, some good connections that you had. So a lot of them do want to target Sandra there. And we kind of saw parts of that and have spoken parts of, you know, how you're kind of catching on to that and what you're trying to do with that. So what are your feelings in the moment and how are you realizing step by step that it's going to be Sandra? Um, I actually thought it was going to be Mel that day. And then possibly a split on Dave and just before we left tribal I kind of got a hit from Josh that it was going to be my mom and then I'm like holy crap I need to do something because my mom doesn't know Shay doesn't know and now I finally know and I did not want Mel's name to come out because then it would be like we're turning on blue strong and you don't want to do that so I'm like holy crap how can I do this Um, My mom pretty much caught on. I think both my mom and Shay pretty much caught on during tribal. Um, But just before we left, I got to Shay and was like, don't vote. Don't vote. um, Mel vote Dave. And she was like, what? And that was it. Like, I couldn't have any further discussion. So it was really, 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 really hard. Because I was just like, if Mel's name comes out, they're going to know which they everybody knew but her but you don't want to give her ammunition to come after you you know um Mm -hmm. but if dave's name came out that wouldn't really be a surprise my mom and him had been going back and forth for so long like just screw it um and then during tribal you know as discussions happen everybody started figuring out and it's like nope it's unanimous sandra just leave it at that and my thought process was do i really want to go back to camp having thrown somebody else's name out there or do I want to just stick with the majority like my mom says and have them come to me because they're, they know I'm going to be upset. I'm not going to be as devastated as some people were because I have a different view and a different partner than them. Um, but if I go back to camp and I have people checking in on me, people explaining themselves to me, I don't see that as a bad thing. Yeah, definitely. Strategically, I understand that emotionally you had, you know, your own feelings about it and why it made sense for you. but through that vote and even just like shortly after what were the feelings around having had to vote Sandra out? Um, confusion and a little bit of irritation because I thought everything Mm -hmm. was going so well, but then it gave me that punch in the gut of, you know, not everything is going to go your way because I had been doing very well up until that point. And so it just gave me that, or I, I would say slap in the face of this is survivor girl. Not everything that goes on, you'll know about. Don't forget that. Um, 
and the slight hope of, yeah, they'll let her stick around for one more vote. Um, but something inside as well was like, don't get your hopes up, which is why I told them, I want you to know that if my mom doesn't work out, I'm not going to be mad at you guys. Like, just know that. And I think that really helped me keep my relationship strong because you, you see it. Um, we saw when Sam went home, Mark, like refused a hug from Shay, you know, like, you know, that people are going to be upset. But for me to put it out there to be like, guys, I'm not going to be upset. We just need to have discussions. They were just like, okay, we can do this and keep our relationship with Nina because you can see it yourself. They were worried about it. Like they didn't want to Mm. make me mad, but they were like, you know what? We need to do this and we'll just have to deal with it and make a deeper bond with me and make me feel, you know, more cared for, which was really, really nice, whether it was fake or not. Um, Yeah, it, Mm -hmm. it was frustrating, but I knew it was. I I had a feeling it wasn't going to last that long. You don't really want me and my mom together. Yeah. Was there anyone who was particularly good at like making you feel okay about what had happened and like bringing you back in and comforting you? So, so everybody hugged me. Um, now when, you know, my original blue hugged me, it felt different, but actually Jordy, like, throughout tribal was making a lot of eye contact with me that he hadn't made before and so he was a little which made me feel good because of all of them he was the one I was the least connected to like although I had a really strong connection with him he was the least so it made me feel better like he cared um because I wasn't sure um and then of course talking to Josh made me feel a lot better and then um Mark gave me like a really really nice hug so everybody in their own way comforted me but Jordy that day kind of helped me feel a little bit more comfortable and like maybe we could do something more together Mm -hmm. would you or could you have at any point told Shay once you were realizing what had happened to play the idol on Sandra like was that something she would have done was that something you even would have entertained going against everyone to save her or was that just not something you were going to think about at that time I wasn't going to do it. Um, I didn't really have the time to tell. Now, could I have, you know, gotten up during tribal stuff like that? Yes. Beforehand, no. And I wouldn't have done it anyways because I had such a strong bond that would have literally turned everybody else against me. And unless we didn't go to tribal next or I found an idol next, I let's be honest, I would have went home. Or Shay would have went home and then I would have been my, by myself and then I would have went home next. Um, I wanted to play with these people and I wanted them to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know not every survivor experience goes that way where you actually want to really play with a good handful of people. Um, but I wanted to and I knew if I had done that, everyone would have turned against me and I would have been probably on the same fight as my mom. <laughs> yeah so what were those new relationships with people that had come in from old blood obviously Dave has had his issues with Sandra um Amy and Sandra just voted against each other so she's come in and then Jordan's with Josh so what were those new dynamics like for you personally chatting with all of them was really nice did not connect with Dave as much um he told really good stories but we didn't have stra- chat we didn't have like really good conversations um talking with amy was really really nice and comforting 
but she was so pleasant. It actually made me be like, "Mm, I need to watch her. Like, she's so friendly, so nice. You want to talk to her. So it kind of made me go, okay, let me watch her. And then talking to Jordan, I mean, he's just like Josh, maybe a little more outgoing. So that was comforting. And the fact that they're one of those couples that when they get together, they do bring their people with them. So I was like, after meeting Jordan, boom, I'm good with him. I don't have to worry about anything, at least not for now. So of the three, I felt the best with Jordan. Um, Amy loved talking to her, wanted to be around her, but I was aware of that as well because it felt very like, oh, she's good. She's smart. And then Dave was just kind of, I didn't really connect with him, but let's be honest, my mom didn't either. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like that one, you know, he just wasn't getting along with the twines at a point. He just had to like (laughs) say goodbye to that relationship with that family. But Amy is trying to get some stuff done here and kind of throw over everything and throw everything against the group that you're working with. But like, you know, working with some of those old bloods, um, someone like Dave, for example, and trying to bring over someone like you and Shay. And we see you as a little bit of a swing in that decision. And then it comes down as well to like voting out Jordan to be closer to Josh. And that's the way that it's vocalized mm-hmm. to us. So how were you thinking through the, those dynamics? Were you ever really considering going against your group? Um, for that one vote or were you very strong with it just like what was your thought process through maintaining that majority through it and being a swing or an option for some of the other numbers there so I really was considering it I thought it was a good idea if she had the numbers but I knew she did not have the numbers Mm -hmm. based on other conversations because I thought to myself and I also told Josh this later I would have done it if she had the numbers because I could have at least tried to blame it on somebody else and tell him like, dude, I swear it wasn't me to get rid of Jordan because I knew having been so close to Josh, I knew he would go on a rampage and I could not be on that other side. The smaller the numbers, the more likely I can't lie about it. So being that we have such huge numbers now, I can at least blame it on somebody else. But there was not enough people to do it. And Josh and Jordan caught wind of it before I even knew she was gunning for them. So it wasn't like I could be like sneaky about it and try and like do stuff behind the scenes. They were already aware of it and they were watching everybody. Um, So I thought it was a very good idea. I wish she could have executed it a little bit differently because then I could have hopped on, done it and tried to blame somebody else for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would have been hard to be like the main culprit of having done it. And then you're trying to be Josh's number one, but you're like the prime reason his loved one is gone. That wouldn't really work. So yeah, if it could have been like a sneaky way that you could have had Jordan go, but not been to blame for it, that, you know, would have been a nice compromise, but it wasn't to be. And that is the last vote that you're a part of. Before we even get to the injury or any of that, what were your like very short term plans? Like just for that tribe, before we even get to emerge, like who were you looking at as targets and what were you looking at as like the group that you were? working with in a closer way so amy left i wanted mel to go next um because of the blue and i told her this as well i was not getting any information from her at all and i was like okay i me as a player i know you know just as an example shannon is against me and george is with me but Haley is indifferent I don't want to deal with Haley. I I know Josh is uh, or George is against me. I know Shannon's with me. Haley don't even want to deal with her because I don't know where she's at. 
too much of a loose cannon. I don't want to deal with it. Um, Mel wasn't giving me anything, but apparently she wasn't giving too many other people anything. So you don't really know where her head's at. And I do not want to, you know, play with somebody like that because I'm always going to be nervous. Um, and then after her would have probably been Dave just because I wouldn't have been as connected with him. And I want to go into merge with a very strong alliance like most people do. Mm hmm. For sure. Well, that is going to bring us to this challenge with the injury. So can you just explain what happened with that damn slide um, and what your thought process was through all of it? Like, obviously, you have that overnight. Like, you're obviously hoping for the best, like we all were. And then it's going to be a medivac. So what was just the process through that 24 hour or so period? Yeah, so I go down the slide. I blink. I'm drinking water, trying to stand up, and I just can't. And I've never, ever broken, sprang, pulled, tore anything in my life. So I'm like, what in the world? Like, why can't I stand? And then I do it again, and I feel the pain. And I'm just like, okay, something's wrong. Um, you know, people get injuries out there. It's not uncommon. So I'm just like, oh, man, you know, I must have pulled something. Because it, it felt like somebody grabbed my foot. It was in one position, and my body flung the other way. So I felt it. I just thought, oh, it's not that bad. Um, thankfully, we get to go to the reward and I actually get to enjoy it. The doc pulls me saying, based on where it's at, the pain I'm feeling in the location I'm feeling it, I need to get checked. And obviously they can't check me there. So I'm thinking, OK, yeah, of course, don't get ahead of yourself because I'm going to start crying. Just say bye to everybody, which I wish I would have said, give me a second to talk to everyone. But, you know, I didn't want to get ahead of myself. They do the x-rays. I hear the nurse down the hallway say, yeah, she's going to be in a moon boot. There's no discussion about it, which mm -hmm. was a little bit frustrating because she knows I could hear her because she just spoke to me uh, and she knows why I'm there. So I felt a little bit. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be upset knowing that that's the case. But she's like talking down the hallway. Like, are you serious? And then. Um, I then have to go, you know, into isolation because technically I'm still in game mode. So there is literally just rice, like rice I almost choked on. It was so dry. Um, can't wash anything, can't do anything, even though I know I'm getting medevac, like it's done. Go in the morning, get to the location of the challenge that day. They put me in this brand new car. And of course, I'm like, wow, this is how I'm going out. OK, great. I've been crying all night. I wake up mm -hmm. in the morning kind of like, and a lot of people, you know, they don't understand this, but I wake up in the morning freaking out because I'm like, why is nobody next to me? Why don't I hear the birds? Why don't I see the sun? Like, it's a very weird feeling because I'm in this small room all of a sudden alone when I've been surrounded by, you know, minimum 11 people or maximum, I'm sorry, maximum 11 people. Um, and I hear the noises of nature and now I'm just in this quiet room. And so anyways, I'm in the car and I'm thinking, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. I get out the car and I hear everybody gasping and saying, oh, no. And then they're upset. People that I hadn't even played with yet. Jordy's rubbing my back. I'm trying not to cry. Jonathan's staring at me. He, you know, explains everything. And then I get to hug everybody, say bye. And it's just like nonstop tears for probably a week after that. because. I felt like I was doing so well. I felt like I was in a good position. Um, you can't speak on things that didn't happen, but just based on how the show went, I feel 
like I would have at least made merge, um, which would have been nice because technically I was actually still in Australia when merge happened. And I asked them if I could just change the bed sheets, but they said no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, very upsetting, very, you have to talk to yourself a lot because you go from being surrounded by people, even if you're, even if you're anxious because you know, they're watching you and listening to you, whatever, to being completely alone and cut off. Like it's the weirdest feeling. And then surrounded by strangers, the chaperones in production are wonderful people, but you're now surrounded by strangers that you don't have any connection with. And then you're alone in the rooms and in cars and in this and in that. So it's, it's very tough mentally. But, you know, to come back home to be with my family, my friends, you know, see everybody was nice. But of course, they don't understand what you're going through and you can't really talk about it too much because then you're giving out spoilers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can't call anyone when you're in the hospital room because you're still in the game. So what was it like when you do get out of the game and you're coming back to Sandra and your family and to everyone and they know that that's the way that it's gone? Like it was so shocking for us as an audience, like truly just like this heartbreaking thing. And I'm sure everyone was just like so surprised and sad about the way that it had gone that way. Yeah, everybody was really, really sad. The first person I called was my mom and she was like, no, Nina, what happened? And I'm like, I'm injured. She said, ah, bullshit. Tell me what happened. (laughs) Who got you out? I said, mom, I am in a moon boot. And again, she goes like, you're lying, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to say this one more time. I am very emotional, like I'm about to start crying and I'm very upset because of how I'm leaving. I want you to know I'm injured and that's it. Like, I don't I don't want to talk about it. Cause she keeps on, you know, she's my mother. She wants to know what happened, how, when, where, who, what, when, like, I, I don't want to talk about it. I'm actually like trying not to cry as we speak. I'm injured and I'm calling you to let you know, I'm going to be heading home sometime, but they have to do medical stuff. And she's like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then I'm like, all right, you know, that's the end of the conversation. We didn't really talk long because I, I'm upset and I don't want to lash out for no reason. But I know she's going to have a lot of questions that I just don't want to answer or I don't have the answer to. And then um, I called my boyfriend. I told him he was upset as well. And, you know, they end up having like a whole family meeting because when I turn my phone on, I get like a thousand text messages of since I called. Um, I get home. My friends are like, oh, my God. And then everybody's even more upset because I tell them how well I was doing Mm -hmm. um, or at least I felt like I was doing. And it was just even more devastating. Like if I felt like I was next, I feel like I wouldn't be as upset. But because I felt Mm -hmm. like I was in a really good position, it was like, seriously, the one time I get a chance to do something, I'm doing it well. And this is how it goes. Like other people broke ribs, got concussions, twisted their ankles. And, you know, I get sent home like seriously. But then you get and it's why am I bagging on somebody else's experience? They were there too to experience this. This is just how your story ended and leave it at that. Were you trying to fight it at any point? Like, I'll just play in the moon boot or was it just like completely futile that you were going to have to go home? Yeah, I mean, I I said, look, technically, don't we have... Wait, was it... I can't remember what the numbers were. If we had like one extra person or something. I was like, look, I can sit out at the next challenge or... If it's a, um, you know, a puzzle or something where I can just stand at one point, like, can't I just do that and at least get sent home? And mm-hmm. it was just more of like, we'll see, we'll see. And then no. 
And then I asked if I could watch the challenge at least. Like, can I just sit out on the sidelines? And they said no, because it would be a distraction. Um, Because a lot of people were upset about what happened. Like, well, let me just hide behind a tree. Like, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I also think, you know, as a player who's sent home, they don't really want you to know any more information unless you're on the jury. So Mm. it was like, yeah, no, you got to leave. Also knowing your allies and what happened with Alex, like they might just refuse to vote you out. So that's probably what would have happened. And you would have just been, you know, continuing on in your moon boot, which I honestly wish they could do. Like, I know that there are reasons that you can't, but I just like wish that you could have. Like when I saw you come out of the moon boot, I'm like, that's not great. But like, maybe she can still play. Like I was holding on to her personally, but I understand that it's really hard. And you spoke in the exit about how like you would physically healed from that and the rehab with that but just like mentally what was it like through the next few weeks while everyone's still there and then eventually making jury and you know that the game is going on like what was it like for you mentally processing that and reconciling what had happened and leaving in that way not easy um a lot of talking to myself and then trying to insta stalk people to make sure i wasn't crazy and i could remember what their faces look like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the weirdest feeling of I mean, it's like, imagine going through school, you're halfway through the semester, and then you're like, locked in a room. You're like, whoa, hold on. What just happened? Like, was this real? What? Okay. Like, you can't process it properly, because there's nobody to process it with and confirm what you're talking about. Um, which is really tough. Besides my mom, but she was on a different tribe. We were only together for like a day. So there's a lot of stories mm-hmm. that she just can't confirm. Mm-hmm. Um, And it was very like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how everybody's doing. And then um, I was very upset, mainly about Josh and Shay, because they were so important to my game. And I felt like I was important to theirs that I didn't want my absence to affect them, which thankfully it didn't. Um, But I just had the weirdest feeling of I was almost more upset by how my game or my absence would affect other people than it affected me Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm like oh my god we were so close we were gonna do this like literally the night before I got injured Josh was like tomorrow we're having a chat we're about to kill this game like just be ready because I want to do something big and then didn't even get to have the chat like how many people can say that legit the night before the person I was the closest to was about to pull me for a chat about some crazy stuff we were gonna do and you know, make it to merge and this and that, like not a lot of people, you know, like you got Car and George, my mom and Krista, my mom and Courtney, like you get lucky when you find that one person. Um, and I feel like I was almost there and I had just missed it. Yeah. Did you have yourself like, other than, you know, the pre-merge plans of like who you wanted to take out, did you have like bigger plans for the game of like specific targets or specific plans you wanted to put in motion or like how you saw your medium to long-term game or you were just kind of taking it, you know, every few days by every few days? So I have thoughts, but I do not let them consume what I'm doing at the moment because then I get distracted. I can't think too far because I'll forget what's going on right now, but I still have in my mind, okay, when we get there, I, being a single, want to go with the majority, and I think I'll have the majority with my people, but how can I split up some of these couples, because there's going to be a lot more couples, um, and those people that I've never met, 
how can I make a connection with them without drawing too much attention? Because I feel like so many people and you don't even do it on purpose because I've done it myself having been out there. So many people don't give others the chance that they miss out on really, really good opportunities. For example, I never made it, but I never met Jesse and I meet Jesse in real life. And we're like, we get on very well, like better than most. So I'm like, oh, man, I wonder what would have happened if I came across him because he was so close with Sam. I don't know if I would have worked with Sam, but if me and Jesse got close and we were like getting along, you know, what would have happened? Or Mm -hmm. I didn't really want Mel there anymore because I felt like I couldn't trust her. But what if I came across Michelle and we got on really well because she got on with my mom and she was like doing more strat chat and stuff, you know, so it's it's a lot of what ifs. Mm and who knows how it would have played out, but you know, I I think I would have at least made it to merge at least. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you were in a great spot watching the rest of the season play out. What do you think you specifically would have impacted in what we specifically saw? Because I feel like Josh and Shay, obviously they're your two closest allies. They're two people in the final four, but I even think some of the distinctions that we saw might've been changed by you a little bit like we saw these kind of like stark um differences between like the majority and the minority but you were kind of working with everyone you might have brought those those groups closer together it definitely wouldn't have been as much as like a boy thing as we thought narrated mm-hmm. to us i think that there would have been a lot of the dynamics really different if you were there so in watching it play out were there specific moments where you saw like this is where my i could see my fingerprints would be and this is how i might have affected things Yes. Um, And I will say, having done my travels in Australia recently, like 90% of the cast was like, if you had made it to merge, you would have, things would have possibly been different Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of different ways. Uh, So let's just say first, not a lot of people giving Michelle a chance. I would have at least tried to have a discussion with her. I don't think the boys alliance, like, so there was that, that, you know, the the majority mainly blue strong and it being mainly men. Um, I will say personal experience. I never had an issue with any of the guys out there. None of them ever made me feel less than or unheard or anything. If anything, we had very good discussions and that's only my experience. Um, and I did not make it to the nitty gritty bit. So who knows what, you know, could have happened. Um, but I got along with pretty much everybody. But seeing those couples get together, I would have tried to create friction between them or at least mm-hmm. between others to be like, you really don't think they're going to get you first. Like how people kept trying to push for Dave. Why? Dave isn't going to flip. Dave is too comfortable. Don't waste your time on Dave. Why are you trying to push for Josh to go first? Josh has way too many connections. Why not go for Jordan? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there, there's, and mind you, I wasn't there. I didn't see the full story, but me watching, I would not have tried to work with Dave as hard as, as hard as other people did because he was not budging. I would not have gone for Josh. I would have gone for Jordan first. Um, game wise, I don't know if I would have meshed with Sam, um, because I was getting along with Mark so well. And even, you know, just him talking to her, sometimes she didn't agree with his ideas. So I don't know how our dynamic would have played out. Um, or even if I would have been a part of it, 
And then something else. I wonder what would have happened with me, Jesse and Jordy, because I was okay with Jordy, but I get along with Jesse in real life. So then that goes again with Sam because Sam was so close to Jesse. Would we have done something on that side or would I have still been with Mark and not work with her because she wouldn't have agreed? Um, and I, I mean, I can't speak on things that didn't happen, but with me there, I don't think that strong alliance would have lasted as long or mm -hmm. it wouldn't have lasted very long at all. Um, because I get it when you're in the majority and you have a very secured spot, you want to stay there. But I do have a different point of view when it comes to gameplay, because I actually want to play and want to do bigger things because I just, I just imagine myself if I went home three votes in and it was, you know, con Mel and Jesse. Now Jesse was a big move. I'm not saying that, but, you know, as they started picking off KJ, Michelle, Shay, Jordy, that was a little bit like, oh, guys, come on. But they introduced purgatory. So do you really want to deal with somebody who was in your alliance? And, you know, so there's a lot of things that play into it. But I don't think that majority alliance would have lasted as long as if I was there or maybe it would have been a different one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, what were your thoughts on watching the season? Because it's definitely like a tale of two halves. Like you're the main character of the first half and definitely like such a big part of it and it's exciting. You're finally on Survivor. And I feel like there was so much hype, deserved hype around you going to having to watch it all play out, having to watch allies go far, do well, which is great for the people that you love, but like a little bit painful knowing that there were so many opportunities there for you, you know, to the merge, through the merge and possibly to an end game. We'll never know, but there's definitely some interesting stuff that could have happened. So what were your feelings, both good and bad around like reliving the experience, having the audience share in it and then having to, you know, leave the game at that point and have it continue on without you? Yeah, definitely bittersweet. Watching number one, Josh and Shay go so far made me feel so good and so bad at the same time because they were my number ones. But who knows, we could have turned on each other, had bad blood. I don't know. But mm -hmm. watching them was phenomenal. Watching Jordy fight, I loved it. Gameplay, he was like not giving up, which I think is really, really important. Um, watching Sam and Jesse and what happened between them as a fan was like, holy crap. Like, oh my gosh, this is wild. Um, watching Mark be in stealth mode was so fascinating because I just kept thinking to myself, holy crap, he wasn't even on my radar. Holy crap. I didn't realize he was doing this, this, that. Um, and then, you know, obviously there's some moves that I feel like we're missed out on, but then again, that's just, you know, my thought as somebody who wasn't there. Um, so could those moves have been executed? Who knows? But yeah, I do feel like there were some things that were missed out on um, or just took too long to get done. Um, there was a lot of, oh, next vote, oh, next vote. And I'm like, nah, man, come on, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> but then, you know, as I see everybody, I understand why they did the things they did, getting a little bit more backstory. Um, than what some people can get. I do understand, but I'm still like, oh man, that would have been so cool if you had done this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what would you say your favorite moment of you playing was um, before you got taken out of the game with the injury? 
Watching it was beating my mom. No, living it in real time was beating my mom um, because she was strong. Like I'm thinking, oh, she's my mom. haha, whatever. But she's actually pretty sturdy. And even Chrissy said it like when we did that kind of um, rugby challenge, when we had to go down the the ramp grab the ball wrestle for it and then go back up your ramp on the other side like even Chrissy was like goodness your mom is strong and I didn't expect her to be that strong um and playing the challenges like you I know they don't always show the audio but you can see it before my injury when I'm going up and I'm like holy crap this is scary like I say that every time I'm always about to throw up I'm always about Mm -hmm. to like oh my god do I have to use the bathroom oh my god what's about to happen like you almost feel like you can't breathe but then you're just it's like a a burst of um adrenaline and you just don't even think like you're just moving so it's really really fun after when you're thinking about it even if you lose like losing isn't fun but then I just think to myself oh man that was so cool like oh my god I just did a challenge like what Mm -hmm. um watching it my The fact that I'm watching myself and it is myself is really nice because you see, I see some people and I'm like, they weren't like that. Like, you know, Jordy was goofy, but he wasn't like obnoxious, you know, or, you know, Chrissy was funny, but she wasn't just like this comedian, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's obviously TV, it gets exaggerated or they just show a lot of one thing. Um, But watching it and feeling like I am actually watching myself, which a lot of people, you know, deal with differently was actually really nice because a lot of people liked me or, you know, I don't read into too much stuff, but just what at least my followers and things I've seen, people did enjoy me. And that feels really good because I was actually being myself. I'm not really good at trying to be oh, try to be the quiet one. Oh, try to be the loud one. Oh, try to, no, I just want to be myself and be natural because then I can think more clearly rather than trying to keep up some kind of facade. Um, So watching it back definitely felt good seeing me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's good and bad parts to it. I feel like it was great to get that story and I'm so glad we did, even though it ended in that way that they felt it was worth investing in that story because the way that the Australian Survivor producers work, sometimes you'd think that they'd want to hide that so that we wouldn't be so disappointed when you left and sometimes I think they try to shield those negative emotions but I love that they went all in of being like, no, we're introducing like something bigger and JLP says like, you'll come back and it's the dynasty and like they invested in getting you guys here so like they were going to show and give a lot of you and Sandra, which I really appreciate even if it was like a painful end but now it's like everyone knows like how good you were and that threat level and we really saw that which is so unfortunate that the game that had so much potential had to end that way for a future run like there is still that you know that visibility now that we have so looking forward to that where do you see your future with the show like USAU like where would you rather play like where do you see where you want to go next with being on the show I would love to play either version um Do I have my heart is with the Australian version just because, like you said, Mm -hmm. I came from so far. I was doing so well. And this is how it ended. Seriously. Do Mm -hmm. I really you know, I don't want to be first, but, you know, I kind of have that weird feeling of like, I want my journey to end properly, Mm -hmm. not by injury, whether that be a vote off, whether that be somebody advantage, somebody's advantage took me out. Um 
you know, purgatory, lost a talent, whatever, but not injury, like seriously. Yeah. Um, but I would play the American version as well. I know I'm just going to have to have a different mindset because um, it's very different strategically, especially. Um, but yeah, if I could pick first, I would pick the Australian version. Um, mm-hmm. As as a viewer and somebody who is well versed in Survivor, what would you say? Like, if I ever got the chance to go back, or what I had done, like, would you change anything, or is there anything you think that I should be mindful of? No, I mean, I think that it was going amazingly well, and I truly only had like good things to say, and only saw really positive parts of your game. My my only issue now is in how everyone saw how good that was. Um, mm. So I think that if you play, especially the Australian version again, you maybe would have to lay a little lower at the beginning to mm-hmm. disarm people with that. Because if you come out again, like, I know you want to play big, but like making those decisions, they'd be like, yeah, this is what we thought. Like Nina's a power player, like, and be scared of that because they're very aware of it. And because it's been talked about, sorry, mm-hmm. but it has been. Um, so I think that would be my concern. Like if you're playing the U S version, I mean, I, I want to see your story continued on as it's deserved in the Australian version as well, for sure. But definitely in the US version, like fewer people have the chance of having seen you play. They know you as Sandra's daughter in a way. Maybe some of the Australian players didn't really understand Sandra's legacy. So they'd be that part. But they wouldn't know you as well. And it's like a way shorter game at this point and less brutal from a challenge perspective, which is particularly important um, given the way that you went out in that challenge. So I think the US might give some of that opportunity to get a little bit of a do-over. Although at this point, they, they cast so many super fans, they probably watched you on Australian Survivor. But like yeah. my only note is the transparency that the show gave, which I'm so grateful for, but like seeing so much of your decision-making and moves and skills and having it be so clear and tangible, mm. that is my concern, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean, what do you feel about that now? Like knowing that that was your first experience, hoping that that's not the end of the journey, but like, where is your thought process now and having to get, you know, some of that closure with the cast and the trip and all of that, which I think is great. But I feel like there's so many parts of that, like playing so well, going out in the most devastating, frustrating way, where it's just like, if your foot doesn't hit in that way, it's a different, you know, like it's actually painful for me to consider. So I can't imagine for you, you know, it's not like, well, if I'd made different moves or been like a different player, like it's literally like, the action of a slide on a body part, which is so, so frustrating. So there's that part of it. There's washing it back. There's getting the love. There's people that appreciate you. There's having to, you know, watch the journey continue on without you. And then there's looking forward to like, what next? Knowing that it might present extra challenges because you've shown parts of your game, but knowing as well how much people want to see you on either of the franchises. Like there's so much in that coming from everything you have as having had Survivor in your life for so long. Where do you sit with all, it all now? Like, where's your mindset on it all? Very positive, having dealt with it and then seeing everybody. I think this was like, this trip was kind of the thing that I needed because there was so much that I didn't get that I'm able to actually understand now. You know, I see the the pictures, the videos, everybody's hanging out, going to dinner, doing this, doing that, and I don't get to do it. Um, so having that and having actually seen everybody in real life that I thought I was missing out on and I was missing out on was really, really nice, um, and a good way to close everything. So I think that I have a better view if I ever did get a second chance. Like I, I'm coming 
into it with a positive mindset, um, which I know not everybody can say or feel, um, you know, depending on how they went out or if, you know, they have, I don't know, harsh feelings about certain things, whatever it is. Um, I have a pretty positive outlook. My game being so transparent, like you said, is so bittersweet. I'm just hoping if I'm lucky to play with people who maybe, maybe I'm on their radar, but at least respect it for a little while. Like, if mm-hmm. I'm just like, guys, you know, I was injured. Please just let me make it to merge. Like, mm-hmm. please, I will work with you. We can do some crazy stuff. Um, but let me just make it to merge, make it to jury, because I'm just like, like, I just want to stay in one piece this time, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there's, you know, there's so many people where you didn't get to see their game or you got part of their game. Like there's so much unknown where I'm more of an open book, which is instant red flag. But maybe for some people they're like, oh, well, we know how she plays. Like we know if she trusts us, we're good. We know that she's willing to play. Where, you know, somebody over here is being too indifferent and you don't want to deal with that. Um, mm-hmm. You know that she's willing to take risks and make moves so we can present her with ideas without worrying about her taking it and spinning it. Like, I'm just going to give you my honest feedback on it. Um, or be like, look, sorry, I'm not really into that right now. Um, but then that could be bad where they're just like, no, we know how she plays. She's not going to deal with this or she we don't want to deal with that. Um, it, it just depends who I'm surrounded by. If I'm lucky, I would be surrounded by people who are willing to at least try to work with me. Like that's all I can ask is just for a chance. But I think everybody, you know, just wants a chance. So it just depends on how I would be able to present myself. Um, whew, I don't mm. even know. Because also the American version and the Australian version is so different. So if I got a second chance on the Australian version, Do I keep it the same or do I lay a little bit lower? Do I, you know, go a little higher? If I do the American version, do I really have to change anything? Because a lot of them Mm. might not know who I am, but then they know who my mom is. You know, it's so many people that it's, it's almost how you feel in the moment that you'll just end up having to go with that. I just, Lord, I just hope I wouldn't be first. Yeah. I mean, it's so unfortunate because you had the opportunity of this you know, playing the amazing game that you were without the visibility of people having seen the confessionals, you know, like we can go on and on about how unfortunate the whole thing is, but I'm so glad that you did still play like that. And I'm really glad that they showed it. Um, it's just that, you know, if you had been one of the purple people, you would have maybe had more of the element of surprise if you get onto either of the franchises again. But the fact that they were willing to show you knowing how it ended in such an unfortunate way shows just like, obviously how invested they are in your journey and JLP even said like on the spot, like, you know, production decision right now, like you can come back, like open invitation. And it's really great that they know that that is what the fans would want. And it's a very good production decision from them to kind of have that door open, hopefully um, for some time in the future. It obviously just does come with the visibility that is, you know, not your fault. Like you're playing the game, you're telling your game in confessionals and now you didn't get to finish it. And if you do go to a part two to try and finish that journey, part of it has been revealed to the people you've been playing with. So really couldn't be more of an unfortunate thing. I wanted to ask, like, where do you sit with Sandra in this now like you obviously have shared Survivor your whole life in some way it's been her thing but you're you've been along for the ride um but now it's something you share together and she has a child who's played it 
um, and played it so well. And while it went the way that it did, obviously not your fault in any way. Um, so she probably has that disappointment as well, but also that, that kind of shared connection. So how has it really evolved your relationship? Yeah, we were always really close. I think this just brought us, not to sound cliche, a little bit closer, just in the sense of understanding. I understand where her excitement comes from. I understand where her passion comes from, where her determination and drive comes from when it comes to the game and why she gets so amped up about it. I can now understand that um, and be right there with her. Uh, And then also just, you know, understanding her connection with, I mean, she'll get random messages from Troy Zan, you know, from Boston <laughs> Rob, from Courtney. And I'm like, that's so crazy. You guys live so far, but yet you keep in contact. She's like, yeah, because we just is different. And now I can actually understand what she means. Um, especially having seen everybody because while she, she has a little bit, you know, easier time seeing people. I'm so far that it's very frustrating. Um, which is why I was so pressed to really really go to australia because a lot of people why are you so like covid is still going on like you know you can get in and i'm like look my visa is expiring in july all i have to do is get tests and i can go see people that i've been missing and dying to meet and dying to see even if it's just for a little bit like i i have to go like i have this hole in my heart because i just like i miss everybody in a weird way um, and you know, they, they've seen me looking raggedy. They've seen cuts on my legs, bruises on my feet. Like, you know, my mom ain't never seen me like that until then. So it's kind of, you just have this different bond. And so now I can actually understand her a little bit more, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of things make sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like you just have to move here. That's where this is all heading. You'll play as Grand Survivor again. It'll be easier because you won't have to quarantine. Well, hopefully COVID won't be a thing, but whenever that happens. But you also might just live here and then that'll be a much shorter commute. So it'll be great. I literally told my boyfriend, I was like, look, I know this was a trip. And so I am getting a little bit of like the best of everything. Mm-hmm. But the quality of life. I mean, I'm I met George. We're in Bankstown. People are looking at me and I'm like, why is everybody staring? He's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, people just keep making eye contact with me. He's like, maybe they just want to say hi. And I'm like, man, in the States, you stare too long and people are like, what's your problem? Like, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things that are different on a daily basis that just being over there, I realize how. I think I'm pretty patient. I think I'm pretty calm. I think I'm pretty, you know, mellow. And then things are, and I'm like, why is the server not coming to the table? Like, do they not check on you guys? Why is my order not already taken? Like we've been sitting here for five minutes and they're like, calm down. And I'm like, no, our waiters come within seconds. Like this is not acceptable. And they're like, chill out. And I'm like, you know what? Oh my God, this is wild. Like, yeah, just calm down. And then you just enjoy things so much more like the quality. And I know everybody's different, but just my experience, the quality of life was a lot more calm and felt a lot more like I was at ease. Um, Even being busy, doing things on a daily basis, doing multiple things throughout the day, walking, talking, all that. It just felt really, really nice. And I was like, man, my boyfriend, I was like, you might have to go over there. He's like, I know it looked like you were having so much fun. And the craziest thing, and I told this to everybody, was how welcoming they are. I mean, you run into people here 
and you're like, oh man, we should catch up sometime and you will never see that person again. Where I'm like, hey guys, I just want you to know I bought a ticket and I get a thousand messages of when are you coming? Whose house are you staying at? Stay at my house. I have a room. Who's picking you up from the airport? What do you want to eat? I'll buy food for you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like in a way, you know, I know these people, but in a way I don't know them either. Like we, we were forced together. We didn't choose it. So the fact that you guys are choosing to allow me into your homes, into your lives, you know, to take time out of your day, to see me, spend time with me, take me places feels really, really nice. And it was genuine. It wasn't like, oh, let's make sure we see Nina. Like, or at least I hope it wasn't. Um, it felt genuine and it felt like a lot of people wanted to spend time with me. And it was just, you know, I never met Sam. I never met Jesse, Ben. You know, there's a lot of people I didn't meet that I finally got to meet. And I'm like, wow, this is nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be a wild story if going on Australian Survivor would prompt you one day to move to Australia. Like, what a great immigration program for Australia. Like, we'll just get international survivors and some of them may move. That would be a crazy, crazy story. But let me know if you do move because that that would be fun. I need to talk to the Australian government and be like, how can I get like a three year maybe kind of like visa thing that I can just Mm -hmm. come and move and just be accepted (laughs) and not have to jump through too many hoops. Yeah, that's hard. You need Sandra to go to the government and be like, you know who we are? Like, give her a visa. She's going to Australia. Like, we're not playing this game. Where's my helicopter? Do you guys not know? Get the the helicopter. We're flying her over there. Like, yeah, this is (laughs) what we're not just standing in a visa line or waiting on the phone. I am Sandra. This is Nina. She's going to Australia and Sandra can visit whenever she wants. And that's what we'll do. And I think that that that's a great great thing i definitely think that that's like a really good idea and i'm not biased at all that both you and sandra everyone should move to australia i guess i'd totally do it (laughs) well nina thank you so much for this deep dive it's been great getting into your thought process before during and after the game even though it is so painful to know let's not think about it i don't want to think about it again it's just like you know the what ifs and what could have been because yes just really truly one of the most i said the word a lot but like truly unfortunate things to happen in survivor history to get like a main character, if not the main character in such a good spot, who is part of something even bigger and like the dynasty of the show and it being passed down. You voted out Sandra and it's all good. And we're going through like with your journey for it to end in that way. It just really shows that Survivor is not a scripted show. I remember thinking, wish Survivor was scripted because then this would never happen. I actually had that thought. So, you know, while parts of it are painful, it's great to get your thought process on it all. And where can everyone keep up with you and follow you on social media so that they can see you know, what you had with your Australian adventures and possibly, possibly more in the future with that. Yeah. Anybody can follow me on Instagram at Nina underscore untwined. Um, Definitely check out my Australian trip and getting to see the castmates. Um, And I know the way I went out was really devastating and it was very hard to deal with, but I honestly wouldn't change anything. Um, We might take out the slide. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, maybe sit out of that. Yeah. Like I tell all my castmates and people who ask me, it was so, so hard, but I, I have now chosen not to let the way it ended affect my time there. Like I am so grateful for what I was given because for me, it was so stressful and you're constantly anxious and stuff, but I actually had a very good time because I was being myself and I was enjoying the game for what it was. And I want, you know, everybody to know that, like, I really did have a good time out there 
getting to understand what my mom always told me about and getting to feel like I was doing my own thing and making connections with really, really awesome people that are really, really awesome in real life. Um, I know people cop heat for things that they say or whatever, but not one of those people have ever made me feel bad. Um, and I'm only speaking from personal experiences. I love all of them. Um, great, great people. And I plan to stay friends with them as well and keep in contact and hopefully get to see them again if I'm lucky. Um, but yeah, I really hope I get a second chance and hopefully I'm not first and hopefully I can stay in one piece. <laughs> yeah, your perspective on it all is, I think, like classically great. <laughs> so it's another reason probably that you were so good in that game, like having that perspective, that maturity, processing it all. You're handling it better than probably me. And this is why you <laughs> do better on Survivor than I would as well, because I'm the kind of person who definitely clings to what I can and can't control. And part of me still now is like, how could I have changed the slide thing? Like, what can yeah. I have done? What can be done? I wasn't even there. What can we all have done for that not to have changed? But I don't know. I, I think that's probably something I need to work on. And you have such a good perspective on it and have gotten that great closure with the relationships. And your game was so social and relationship-based that it, it's really fitting that the way that you can kind of come to terms with it as well and get that closure of the season is by spending those time with your castmates and knowing that, the relationship was like that real and that good and all of those relationships were so valid because that's just a testament to how you were perceived out there your game the way you played and I think that trip is just like a perfect encapsulation of that so makes a lot of sense that that's the way that like this particular journey ends and then definitely we'll see what's next because it's been promised to us by at least JLP if not you know even beyond that so definitely looking forward to it but yeah 42 we're covering that on Survivor Global Follow me at Shannon Gate. Subscribe to the International Survivor Hap Up Speed for all the content. Deep dives are clearly continuing. Chrissy's out. Sam, Mark, now this. And then we'll have Khan and KJ to come. So thank you everyone for checking out all of the postseason coverage. And Nina, thank you again for giving so much of your time to talk through your perspective. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to Scott St. Pierre behind the scenes. And I will see you next time. Bye. Adventure of a lifetime. Adventure of a lifetime.